Welcome to the Art of Preventing Stupid podcast. I'm Matthew Neal Davis, an author, lawyer, and owner of one of the fastest growing law firms in the country, built on the idea of helping businesses make smart decisions. I'm going to teach you in this podcast how to protect, improve, and grow your business by dealing with your problems before they happen, because prevention is direction. Vamos, amigos. Hi there, this is Matthew Neal Davis, also known as Matt Davis, and welcome to the Art of Preventing Stupid podcast. This is number 13, Red's Plumbing, A Study in Catastrophes, part one. Well, kids, it's time for story time with Uncle Matt. And seriously, that's what I used to say to my classes when I taught business law. I spent a ton of time not digging around in some boring textbook, but just telling them war stories from the law business. And it's funny how a story brings a concept to life. And it's a great teaching tool. I suppose it's kind of like how a picture is worth a thousand words taken to a different dimension. So, let's talk about Red and Stephanie and their plumbing company, Red's Plumbing. Now, our protagonists don't really exist. I made them up. But then again, maybe they do. In fact, they really do in thousands of mom and pop shops across America and across the world. And it doesn't have to be mom and pop. It can just be a solo entrepreneur. They had an entrepreneurial spasm, which is what Michael Gerber calls it in E-Myth, or E-Myth Revisited. And he talks about how a technician gets tired of working for somebody else and goes out and starts a business. That's how the vast, vast majority of small businesses start. And that's what we're gonna walk through here. And by the way, they have their goals, which are defined in the seven working systems of their business and getting them to work right. And by doing that, they just define their potential problems. But for our story today and into next week, we're going to narrow our focus down to the potential catastrophes they just unleashed in their business. Okay, they set their goals, they set their problems. We're going to get into ignorance and ineptitude in a couple other stories. So this is an exposition of Chapter 11 of The Art of Preventing Stupid. And as I'm working on this outline, I know I'm going to come up with some ideas that are not in the book. Because guess what, guys? It's an art, not a science. Right on. Red and Stephanie, man. I know them all too well. So let's introduce our characters this week and their brewing predicaments or perhaps there are opportunities if you want to look at it that way. We're just going to have a little running commentary this week as we, before we get to the business immune system for next week. This is going to be sport, guys. James is the red-haired, hot-tempered owner of the business, affectionately known to his friends as Red. He's 39 years old, okay? He's been in his trade for a while. He knows what he's doing. He's a great technician. So he worked for a medium-sized plumbing company from when he was just a couple years out of high school. So, you know, he's got 18 years of experience. He got fed up with his boss and said, I'm going to go start my own business. Was maybe a little cranky when he did it. Maybe he was a little rash. That's not too uncommon. 
So he started his company three years ago when he was 36 years old, just a truck and a few tools. A lot of businesses start that way, right? I mean, when I started, I had a computer. That's it. I got a phone. He and Stephanie have three kids at home between the ages of five and 13. So they're in those years where all they're doing is raising kids. And I've got five of them. It takes a lot of time and energy. Can be very distracting to running a business too. And we're gonna tie that in with what Stephanie's doing for the business. Because she doesn't have a job outside the business. She has plenty of work to do in the business, right? Red's Plumbing is set up as a sole proprietorship. He didn't go get an LLC. He didn't set up a little corporation. This is crazy, guys, okay? And I see it all the time. He's not got himself any limited liability. Now, they've managed to gross 100,000 bucks in the first year, ran on a 20% profit margin. Pretty good, he's running lean, he's running tight, he's making some money, and he's probably right in there where he ought to be, according to Profit First, Mike Michalowicz's book, depending on what his salary ought to be. You guys ought to take a look at that one. His margins have stayed the same into the third year, just this year, the company should gross 250,000 bucks. Okay, you know, starting to make a little money. He has one skilled journeyman plumber working for him, an old friend from his old job who he lured away. And then he's got a couple greenhorns, a couple apprentices, okay? We've got some catastrophes brewing right there in his revenue stream if he doesn't keep another journeyman, right? Okay, so he's building a business, We've gotta start worrying about personnel. Now, he's still in the trenches doing jobs, so he's really kind of part of the personnel still, which is one reason I was kind of tossing around the idea, well, I'm not sure he's meeting the profit margins we would want him to meet pursuant to profit first, because he should still be taking a salary. He may or may not be paying himself what he really could make. But he's hopeful because he sees his business growing, right? More than doubled in size, which when you're small is not uncommon. Now, Stephanie, Meanwhile, is taking the orders for the shop. They took their garage and they converted part of it into their shop. Very common way of starting out doing business. And not a bad idea, okay? She does the payroll and handwrites the checks. Okay, we're getting a little nervous now because we've got some people on payroll. We get our tax liability messed up. And payroll services aren't that expensive. And where's our QuickBooks online, okay? So our measurements, our metrics, not looking good here, Stephanie. She processes the invoices sporadically. You know, she's busy, she's raising the kids. Sometimes two weeks or a month pass before she gets them out. I mean, I've got a friend of mine, lawyer, gets his invoices out maybe sometimes once every six months my best buddy offices with him and my friend well both of them are my friends but I've seen stacks of his invoices six inches high it's like good gracious how you know, come on your cash flow is just getting ready to become a disaster your cash conversion cycle is just horrible they haven't done any written policies or procedures how to run the office or how to do the ops 
and there's no employee handbook. We've got a whole host of potential problems brewing in that, but you know, Red and Stephanie are new to the game. They haven't thought through this. It's still a small company and they haven't systematized it out. And at some point they're gonna hit a wall. They're gonna really have some problems if they don't start getting ahead of this. Now the service market, medium sized city, quarter billion people, moderate growth and the economy is stable. Think Cedar Rapids, Iowa guys. Reds has a rudimentary website that a friend of theirs set up a year ago. Okay, just basic. But you know, if Red decides to go into retail plumbing, meaning service calls for people, that website can be really valuable to him. And he has no search engine optimization, no reputation management. They rely mostly on word of mouth for their business, including jobs that Red's friends in the construction trades get for him. Nobody's monitoring their reviews, their recommendations, but they're generally positive. They're doing a good job. They take care of people. Red gets their insurance from an independent agent that's the husband of one of Stephanie's best friends from childhood. They've got a million dollar commercial general liability and workers comp. Now, he did get smart and he did get a little term life policy. It has 18 years left on it. They want the kids to go to college. It seems like the best way for them to have a good life. They can't really tell you why. It just seems like the right thing to do. You know, that's what they want their kids to do. They have not planned for how large they want their company to be or any of their retirement needs. And also, they haven't figured out whether they want to do service calls or if they want to go get into plumbing construction. And those are completely different games. And I've seen people where they try to do both and it can be very, very difficult. And it also makes their marketing really unclear and difficult. Okay, so let's just talk about how I graded them. Management, I gave them a C. Personnel, I gave them a C. Production, B. Plant, B. Measurements, C. Marketing, F. Sales, F. That's their grades using the catastrophes column of the business immune system report. Okay, so there's the cliffhanger. Why did Davis give him these grades? Well, you're just gonna have to wait to find out. Let's roll our eyes over the drama there, guys. Seriously, if you can't wait, The Art of Preventing Stupid, it's available on sale over at amazon.com, and this is all in chapter 11 of the book. Check out the website over at theartofpreventingstupid.com. For now, Davis out, but we'll be back next week to talk about why Reds got the grades they did and what catastrophes we can pick out of the mix of facts that we just put on the table. Bye-bye.